Hey guys, it's Sam here, coming to you from quarantined Los Angeles. Hope you're staying safe out there. I know I'm staying inside as much as possible. I hope you are too. These are, uh, just, you know, I don't even know how you describe it. These are just some weird times we're living through here. Now, if you look at our history of episodes that we've done so far here on Modern Life Podcast, you'll find we've done a lot, we've talked a lot about books, movies, TV shows, etc. And part of what I also wanted to do with this podcast when we first started is I wanted to um, interview people. I think a lot of people out there have really interesting stories to tell. I always wanted to kind of preserve some of those stories and get them on record. And I just never, you know, I have for whatever reason just never really got around to it. So that's part of what I'm starting here today is I'm going to be interviewing a couple old friends of mine from Colorado, Sean and Addison. A few years back, they left everything behind. They quit their jobs. They built out a little Ford minivan and they hit the road trying to do a road trip across the USA. And as you can imagine, a lot of stuff happened along the way. And I wanted to talk to them about it because I didn't know all the details of their story. I only knew parts of it. It's about halfway through our episode. They talk about how they almost got robbed as they went through Encinitas, California. That's Definitely a part worth listening to. That's all I will say for now. You have to listen to it for yourself. But I think we had a really good conversation. Gave me a chance to catch up with them. That's really, this was just an excuse to do that on top of getting their story on record. So without further ado, let's listen to me talk to Sean and Addison. kind of a thing I wanted to do for a while is I feel like I know all these people in my life that have like a cool story to tell and I I think about your guys's road trip story like every once in a while I feel like that was a really I don't know it was like a crazy little thing you guys did um and I yeah it, it really actually was <laughs> man and like that that story was kind of like the best story we pulled out of the whole thing I think yeah I mean I want to talk about kind of the whole trip but definitely want to get to that crazy story we picked those guys up we'll definitely get to that okay yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's definitely what sticks out in my mind yeah i guess I'm and you were like kind of a part of it in a way like you were right there immediately after all that happened yeah it was so random yeah. because you guys came through la this was like a year after i'd moved to la and then our buddy connor was down in san diego at the same time was like also like randomly all synced up I didn't even know you guys were doing this until you called me up. You're like, hey, we're coming through California. Like, we're going to come visit you. And I was like, wait. Oh, really? I, I didn't even know you guys were doing this road trip. That's from what I remember. So I kind of want to start. Oh, wow, okay. I want to just kind of start the beginning of how, I mean, like, how did you guys get this idea to do this road trip? Honestly, I, I think, Addison, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was all inception from when Ahmed was driving from new hampshire to las vegas to be a poker dealer <laughs> oh yeah and he came and stopped by. and he stopped in boulder and he was like if, you. Yeah. yeah he was like if you guys want a free ride to vegas i'll take all of you and you can spend whatever however long you want there and then come back and i i would have had to like call out of work one day and i like really don't like doing that especially when it's to like go to las vegas <laughs> so <laughs> So I ended up not, I ended up not doing it. And I feel like it just kind of stuck with me. And I really, really regretted it. Cause like Riley was included in that group and he was like, man, this is like a huge opportunity. Like call out one day and we have three days in Vegas and we'll go have a blast. Like, it'll be so much fun. 
So you're I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah. So your buddy Ahmed Sorry. was just remind me. So he was coming through town and he ended up going to Vegas or he was Pick's buddy from New Hampshire and he lived here for like six months or a year. And then he moved back to New Hampshire and then he got a poker dealer job out there got at some it. casino. And then he was moving to Las Vegas to be a better, a bigger poker dealer. Gotcha. I yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, I remember working with him for a couple months. I didn't know he was like came back through town at one point. Yeah, yeah. So he came, he was literally just like crashed the one night at my parents' house. And he was like, I'm going to Vegas. If you guys want a free ride, get in the car. And we ended up not doing it. And right. I feel like I really regretted it. And after the fact, because Addison really shortly after this was when we were like, fuck it, let's just do it. Right. So was yeah. it, was yeah, it? I think that's definitely stuck in our minds. And we were thinking like, we wanted to do something like it. And we definitely did feel some regret, not just like, it would have been irresponsible at the moment, but right. uh, I don't know. Was it, it would have been, been worth it. You know, calling out one day of work is no big deal, really. But like, I was like, right. I, you know, if I call out of work, it's because I'm sick. I don't, you know, I don't like, right. I don't like ditching work. Yeah. Yeah. With like one day notice. Um, hey, I'm going to be out of town. Bye. Um, yeah. But then like, it was funny. I actually told my boss the next day, like what happened? And he was like, dude, why didn't you just tell me? Like I would have <laughs> he was like, I could have worked something out. And I was like, fuck man, are you serious? Like that sounds, that sucks. Like I could have gone anyway. So it was, was probably it, better. We didn't go to Vegas. Right. We had never been and we have been now. And I'm realizing right. it would have been awful when we were 22 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, three days yeah. in Vegas is a long time. <laughs> Well, we'll get to our four <laughs> days in Vegas here shortly. It sounds yeah. like. Um, so, so wait, just yeah. just to kind of stick on that, was it just that idea of taking like a spontaneous trip that stuck with you, or like what? I I think it was just like the like Riley was all about like seizing the moment. You uh -huh. only live once, and like we're only getting older. <laughs> like our our opportunity to be irresponsible is like winding down. Right. And I think that kind of like resonated a lot with me mm -hmm. and. I was just kind of like, Addison, like, would you quit your job and just go on like a crazy adventure with me? And he was like, I would. <laughs> Hell yeah. And yeah, and like, I kind of thought he was talking shit at first because like I was partially talking shit. Right. But, you know, it just kind of snowballed and it was like, fuck, let's move into my parents' basement and save up a bunch of money and so you, buy a van and hit the road. Like, it's almost like you said it to Addison as a joke and then he gave you the okay. You were like, oh, wait, maybe this is something we can actually do. Exactly. Yeah. Huh, um, yeah. I think, you know, there was some seriousness behind it, but it was like, you right. know, I had been working steadily since I was 18 and right. we're talking, how old were we when we did this at? I was 23 and you were 24 or something. I, I, well, I would have been um, 27. Like, so like mid twenties, mid to so late twenties. I, you know, I, I, I wasn't that young, but I was in my late twenties. Well, Addison's exactly two and a half years older than me. Okay. One and a half. One oh, really? To the day. Excuse me. Old man Addison. Okay, so, um, and did you guys, you guys both, so you moved, I remember, so you moved into your parents' basement, and you didn't have to pay any rent? Yep. No, we were paying rent, but it wasn't like, it was like dirt cheap. anything close to, she was basically just asking us to cover utilities Got it. and maybe like toss her. When we were paying, what, what was it at? 200 or 300 or something? It was. It was yeah it was a couple hundred bucks I oh my god say. yeah it's like nothing it was definitely much cheaper than anything else we could have gotten in boulder right. at that time yeah, yeah boulder, boulder's not cheap um so then how long <laughs> how long did you live in your parents basement to like save up money like a good year or so so i was already i had moved in there yeah you were in there earlier already right yeah because i was living in that house mm -hmm. way out in east boulder right, right. and 
me and my girlfriend broke up and that house just kind of like fell apart. And right. I was just like, fuck this. Like my mom was like, come move in. So I did. And I was saving up money. And my, I was actually, my original plan was to uh, save up money to buy a condo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And which would have been a great idea. I don't regret, <laughs> I don't regret any decision I right. made at all. But like if I had owned a condo right now, that would have been amazing. Anyway, uh, about six months in, I was like, fuck this. Like I'm going to spend all my money on a van and an awesome once in a lifetime trip. Right. So I was like, hey, like my, and my, you know, my mom was like a little upset, but she was like, fuck it. Like, you know, I did the same thing. You know, they right. didn't really settle down until they were in their, you know, mid thirties or whatever. Right. So they didn't, you know, they weren't too upset and they let Addison move in to save up money. So I think I was there for probably like four or five months okay. when Addison moved in and then he was there for maybe six. So let, a little bit less than a year overall for me and like six or seven. It was friends. less than a year. And then how did you guys, you got a minivan before the trip, right? Was it like a Dodge minivan? Do I remember that right? It was a four. So I was shopped for a minivan for a long time. And I really wanted <laughs> a Toyota Sienna or a Honda Odyssey because Just, they are like the most reliable. reliable. Yeah. And I, ended, I ended up cheaping out and buying a Ford Windstar. Okay. <laughs> Which will be a very important detail later. Yes, <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, and you. Um, so I mean, yeah, I bought that probably four to six months prior to us leaving. Do you remember how much you paid for that thing? Was it like three grand? I or paid something? two thousand cash, but then I put there was some work that needed to be done, so we put another like six or eight hundred into it. Right after it, that, and so maybe you, only five. I don't know. It wasn't a lot. It was very inexpensive. Right. And then you you guys put like a bed in the back of the minivan, right? Yeah. So there was the two captain seats in the middle, and then the back had a bench, and the bench was removable. Uh-huh. So the whole like back four feet was basically just a big flatbed with a huge headroom. Yeah. So we built basically just a table to fill that void that was tall enough to store boxes underneath, but still low enough for us right. to sleep on top of and then we yep. built a, a hinge that folded over you could the captain seats that were in the middle folded down flat and we had this tabletop hinge that would fold on top of those to make a big long bed that filled the entire back seat of the van and then is, is that the only thing you modified about the van just to put that bed and table in the bag or did you do anything else to it? I mean, just besides like maintenance. I th honestly, I think we just took the bench seat out and dropped that folding tabletop thing in the back. And then we, um, you know, put a lot of carpet cushioning and then we carpeted it oh, to okay. make it pretty comfortable. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, nothing to the actual physical van. We right. honestly just made the, the piece that we measured it all out. So it fit in there perfectly. Yeah. And then, so you guys are planning on taking this, you know, crazy road trip across the U.S. Like when that when that day comes, I don't remember. Did you guys both quit your job, or you just took your like you just told your job, "Hey, I'm going to take a break." Like how did how does that work, Addison? We had to quit. I had to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, 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 we quit know, when we when we left. We didn't know even if we were becoming going to be coming back to Boulder. Like at the time, oh really? We were thinking. Yeah, we were thinking, you know, we could end up just we could, like find a city that we like and like end up living there. It was pretty open ended. It okay. wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm taking this many weeks off and I'll be back by then. And um, no, I so I I I we straight up, I straight up quit and uh, yeah, hit the road. It was uh, it was just yeah, just completely cutting ties. Yeah, and Addison, you you were working at ba the 
You were working at the baseline Whole Foods. Oh yeah, yeah. With yeah. me, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I was working in the deli at the time, yeah, in the prepared foods department. You were working yeah. at produce. And uh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we both well you quit too right didn't you sean or did you somehow work yeah they offer a sabbatical option and the store team leader like was really pushing me to use the sabbatical option because i think i could have taken i'd worked there for so long i think i could have taken two and a half months off or something like that but i i didn't want a time limit so i was just like no i'm quitting so you know we gave them ample notice i think i you know i let them know like probably four to six months in advance like this is happening in the summertime and then when I actually did put in my notice, I think I put in six week notice. Oh, so you gave him like plenty of heads up. Yeah, they knew it was coming. It wasn't yeah. like a shock. Right. But we did quit. Yeah. Like, okay, so when, when you tell people, like your friends and your coworkers that you're doing this, are they like looking at you like you're just completely out of your mind or are people pretty encouraging about it? Oh, God, that's a really great question. Um, Addison, I don't like I feel like people were encouraging, but people also didn't like think we were serious. And then as things started progressing, they realized that we were actually going to go through with it. So (laughs) I I, I don't really remember. It was such a long time ago. Addison, like, what do you remember? I I mean, for for the most part, I feel like I remember encouragement, like sort of responses, honestly, like yours, Sam, where people were like, dang, that sounds really cool. Right. Sounds like, you know, a fun thing to do. Um, I, you know, I, I. it's hard for me not to think that um, certainly some people were like kind of just, it was just lip service, like, oh yeah, it's a cool idea, but they didn't really take us that seriously either. Right. Um, and then like Sean says, as we got closer, it was like, well, we're actually doing this. And uh, yeah, I didn't really feel like anyone was like negative about it necessarily. Right. Um, but uh, I, I think people definitely did kind of doubt our, our um, it when we first right. told, uh, told everyone about the plan. But then, yeah, we definitely because there was a lot to do because me and you didn't even have driver's license at the time. Oh, I forgot right. about that. <laughs> Which is a little ridiculous because I was 24 years old and he was 26, probably or 27, right after we left or whatever. Yeah, it's not like and, you really needed you know, in Boulder. We, yeah, you know, we took the bus or walked. Boulder's not very big, and so we just, you know, and never we never needed it. And then so we had to go and do all that, which was kind of funny, being you know, because you can do it all in one day. You don't right. have to do six months in advance and all that yeah you just take nonsense. the you just you take just all the tests set and up be appointments done and go in as long as you know how to drive you'll right. you know you're fine that's so crazy i forgot you guys didn't have licenses um, <laughs> yeah and then you know we had to get licenses and buy a car and register it and right you know plan for all the stuff that we wanted to do and it you know it was open-ended and you so know, did you I don't know if we've said this but we wanted to do a figure eight around the whole country oh so. okay yeah that was gonna be my next oh, question yeah. like how did you guys did you sort of have a plan of where you wanted to go or you just had like a general direction you wanted to head in? We definitely wanted to do like a figure eight to see like as much as we could okay. and be able to like stop back in Boulder, which is like fairly centralized. Right. Um, yeah. So just we'd be able to like stop back halfway through or whatever. And then I think the idea was to go to like cities and small towns mm-hmm. and, you know, national parks and all that stuff. And it, honestly, most of it ended up being just a complete national park run like we had a national park pass and we just got obsessed with going to as many national and state parks as we could that's awesome so what was your like what was the first stop after you guys left boulder do you remember uh salida that was weird yeah oh no 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 it was was broken up because we left for a week yeah we left for a week and we came back actually okay like after just a week we did a trial (laughs) run well so okay uh, so 
Yeah, we did a trial run to Moab and then came back. No, we, later. Just, we just wanted to give it a nice solid like week out with the van all set up and like our packing. And it was just really nice to get a trial run in. So we did, you know, Moab there and back and uh-huh. it kind of didn't fit with the figure eight. It would have been really out of our way to hit up right, Moab. Right. In the yeah. It kind of worked out yeah. really nicely where it was like we could go to Canyonlands and Arches and Moab and we went to Goblin Valley, which is an amazing state park. Okay. Anybody's yeah. interested. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, it's just a really nice trial run there and back. And um, we just got to really give the van like a try. And I think, I think we ended up did kind of making adjustments on our packing and what we brought and things like okay. that. Cause yeah. Just like yeah. seeing but what you go through in that, a week's that time. That was the snowstorm, Madison. Yeah. We had some gnarly weather on the way back. Oh, did you guys leave in the winter? What, what month did you leave? So our last day of work was April Fool's Day, April 1st. Oh, so it was like yeah. a late spring snowstorm? Well, we hung out in Boulder for like a week just doing like <laughs> going away parties with everybody we knew and all that stuff. And <laughs> right. then, So it was probably like mid-April we went to Moab, which is actually like a great time of year to go. The weather is right. perfect in Moab right. in April. But coming over I-70 over like Eisenhower Pass was a fucking nightmare because there was a crazy <laughs> springtime snowstorm and we came back in like eight inches of snow. Oh, my God. And yeah, and I had just got my license, you know, six <laughs> months ago. <laughs> like um, I have pictures of the van just completely iced over after we got back to Boulder. Oh, my God. We probably almost died a couple times coming Jesus. over the pass. <laughs> They sh- they yeah. shut down the tunnel. I think I think we were probably one of the last 100 cars to get through the tunnel that night. Oh my god, that's right? crazy! And we tried to pull over in Georgetown, but they kicked us out. Okay. We wanted to get a hotel room in Georgetown because we didn't want to drive over the pass. Right. And we pulled over the exit in Georgetown, and the cop was like, "Do you guys live here?" And we said, "No." And he said, "Get back on 70. You got to go." <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, they just, I think they're used, I think they just end up having a bunch of people like crashing, like at the huh. truck stop or the gas station that's right there and all that stuff. And it probably is just a nightmare for the town. How so weird. they want to get as many people as possible just away from there. Yeah. So I don't really know exactly, but he was like, if you don't need gas and you don't live here, you got to get back on. Get the hell out. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> so we just said, fuck it, let's go. And we, we made it and it was fine. And so did that it was a crazy it was a, crazy gnarly, it was a gnarly ride so that's it a, was stressful as hell so it was very stressful sean dr- drove most of the way and we only I, re- I feel like we only really had one sketchy moment but um the roads were really really bad you did a really good job honestly for being that that new of a driver oh thanks i was so yeah. did that so that's you're out one week you have this gnarly ride back to boulder did that like scare you off at all or you were just like you were committed oh, to this God, trip no not okay. me anyway. I was good. I was good to go. I was excited. Yeah, I was excited too. We were headed south, so I wasn't worried about more snow. Okay, yeah, we okay. were heading south first, southwest. Gotcha. So then you head back out. You're going south and then west, right? Um, so we, I think, our once we actually left on the actual figure eight portion of the trip, the first stop was Salida because Addison's dad and uncle lived. Okay. There. So yeah, we hung out there. I think it was just one or two nights, maybe at most. I think it was yeah. two. Was it two? I thought maybe it was just one. I we got pretty was, drunk uh, that one night. I can't imagine we left the next day <laughs> after that. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. I think we stayed. Did we stay one night like with my uncle and then one night with my friend? That sounds really accurate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think maybe the like, yeah. And, that, and we left from there. So like, how did you guys handle like showering and that kind of stuff? Like, would you just 
crash in a hotel every once in a while or did you like get one of the because you can get like a national gym membership or did you just not worry about it um so we definitely did hotels more than we thought we were going to end up going to okay we were going to um but yeah it was mostly like you know we, it's surprising how many people you know across the country actually, right and you can always be like hey let me swing through and like you know you hang out with them for a day or the night or whatever and right they'll always let you take a shower but um I think I went 10 or 11 days without showering more than a few times. So yeah. you kind of just, just, get used to just it. lean into it and you're like, <laughs> fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so why, why did you end up using hotels more? Did it just get like too cramped in the car or? Uh, I, I think at first it was kind of hard, like just transitioning from sleeping in your own bed to right. sleeping in a van. Um, and then we also probably left a little early. I think April 1st was maybe definitely a little early cause it's still fucking cold as shit. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, cause we're like, Oh, we'll be in Flagstaff. And then a lot of people don't realize Flagstaff is at like 6,000 feet <laughs> and in April it's fucking cold still. Right. So I would say the first like month it probably happened. And then we got, you know, we definitely got used to sleeping in the van. I, I you know, maybe it was because we were so new to it, but I felt like we actually had uh, a harder time than we anticipated actually mm -hmm. finding a spot to just like, park the van and sleep because like, right. uh, there, you can't just like park a van anywhere and sleep. Um, right. Like Walmart parking lots are, to are totally legit, um, but like businesses aren't necessarily okay with you just like posting up in, in their parking lot and chilling for a while. So yeah. I think there was some nervousness around like, you know, getting called out or like getting a ticket for like right. parking and sleeping somewhere. And that, that, that sort of, sort of played into us getting more hotel rooms than we thought at the beginning. Gotcha. Um, but that all definitely like it went away over time. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. So did yeah, you, we went, you know, we transitioned into being able to sleep in the van pretty much anywhere okay. like pretty quickly. <laughs> so did you end yeah. up, did it end up being Walmart parking lots most of the time or if we had a destination, like, yeah, you know, if we were like, we want to drive, you know, 1200 miles here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if we were in the car all day, it was like, why not just stop at Walmart and, you know, sleep for the right. night and then wake up and have a bathroom and all that. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, ultimately we wanted to camp as much as possible. Okay. And it's sort of sad, but if you don't plan out camping like in advance, it's also fairly difficult to just like pull into a campground right. that you've never been to. You right. just, you know, you know, you don't just stumble across campgrounds <laughs> very often. So like, you know, going into it, it was like we had a plan, but at the end of the day, it's like, it wasn't like we had reservations at campgrounds. In the right. timeline. But you know, it all, it all got better. And we kind of like, you know, we got better at planning and learning how to camp and live in the van rather than spend money right. on hotels. But I would say at first, you know, in Colorado and like northern Arizona and northern New Mexico in April, it was just so fucking it's way cold. too cold. Like, yeah, I don't know. A good, a, a good yeah. answer to the question actually is like, the you know, we went to Alamosa to go to the sand dunes. And that was actually probably the coldest night we ever spent in the van over the whole four or five months or whatever it took. I mean, are you even like able um, to fall asleep when you're that cold in the van? Or are you just kind of like half awake I mean, the I, whole time? I was fine. It was more when I woke up and saw the van was completely covered in a sheet of ice. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, man. And like, you know, you can't you can't sleep in. How about that? Yeah. You, can, you can pass out and sleep through the night. But once it's the morning time, you know, you can't just roll over and right. be like, OK, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and did you guys like how cold did it get Addison in the teens that night? For sure. Oh, it was so cold. There was ice on the inside of the car. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, from like like the moisture from your breath is like freezing on the inside of the car. You're pro- we probably weren't great about like cracking the windows and stuff when we first started either. Like yeah. there's some little like tricks to sleeping in a car all night with two right. people especially. And did you was the was the bed big enough to fit both you guys or would like one person sleep in one of the chairs and one person would be in the bed? No, it was it was definitely wide enough. Um, like our sleeping, we had sleeping pads, you know, like inflatable camping ones that we oh, put okay. on top of the on top of the carpeted like fixture that we made nice and there was ample room in between our sleeping pads like right. it was fine i mean we're both very skinny yeah. individuals as well <laughs> so it wasn't tricky that helped did you guys like yeah. ever get sick of each other at some point is it just because you're spending that much time together in such a close little area <laughs> we did um, okay I think we, I think we did. I mean, you know, there's definitely moments. I mean, there was never any like freakouts. Like we never screamed at each other. I don't think. But of (laughs) course, like you know, there's moments where you disagree and you kind of get on each other's nerves. You spend that much time together in close quarters, it's going to happen. But honestly, I mean, we've never actually really talked about it a whole lot, Addison. Like, do you think it was? I never thought it got like out of control or anything. No, I definitely think there were moments where you know we were trying to plan something out or um, like. You know, we'd have a limited amount of time at a given, like, Nassau Park. And there might mm-hmm. be some conflict over, like, what we wanted to do on a given day or what trails we wanted to walk on. Gotcha. But I never really felt like I got, like, angry or pissed off. It was always just, like, you know, like, some minor tension at most. I don't really right. remember there being that much conflict. Yeah. Either. And another thing we should say is, like, I've we've known each other since I was three and you were four right. or five or whatever. Yeah. And we've been living together now for six years after this trip. Yeah. So, and I mean, you, and you live, I don't know. We're very, we're close to like brothers. Right. You know, we've known each other a whole well, lot. You also, yeah. you also lived and worked with each other before the trip, which I would imagine helps a great deal if you're going to spend that much time together. <laughs> Prepare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> I want to talk about the crazy part. This is the part of the story that I remember the best. You guys at one point, Right before you met up with me in California, you picked up some hitchhikers, right? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So walk walk me well, through yeah, like what happened okay, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but basically, you know, we made our way through the Southwest and we get to California. I think we had actually just met up with you in L.A. We met with you in L.A. for your birthday. And right. I think we, we met up going in like Beverly Hills or like something. A bar. Yeah. So this all happened in between when we met you that night and when we saw oh, you again okay. in San Diego. See, I, I forgot so, the timeline of it. Um, okay. So we, yeah, I think it happened in between all of this. I didn't even realize it was in California. I thought it happened like before you ever came to California. Um, no, we were there because the first thing we did in California was we drove, well, we drove straight to the beach. Where was that? San Diego? It must have been, yeah. I thought it was Mission I think it was Mission Beach. Like yeah, we were so sick of the fucking desert. <laughs> like I need to see the ocean. So we got I think we got to the ocean at midnight. I don't think it was Mission Beach, but it was somewhere near San Diego that night. And then yeah. the next day we drove to Mission Beach. Yep, it was a different beach that we got to at night and Mission Beach we went to during the day. So wait, you went to San you went from we did, San Diego. Yeah. Up to LA and then back down to San Diego? Yes. And I believe Encinitas, California is in between. It is, yeah. That's actually where my mom lives right now. Okay, so that's where this all happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're so, so you 
you went to Beverly Hills. You're on your way back down to San Diego. You stop in Encinitas. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Because there was there's yeah. a really there's a cool campground that's like right on the beach right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't call it really cool. It's like a beachside <laughs> campsite. But well, there's a sidewalk and then a train track and then right on the other side of that train track is like Encinitas. Like that's where the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We were camping at that campground. And we had just run out of weed. When we left Boulder, we had a whole bunch of weed. <laughs> yeah. And we had just smoked our last weed in San Diego. And so we were kind of on the lookout for some weed. And, you know, we were we had just bought a bunch of beer and we were hanging out by the campfire. And it was probably like, what, like 10 o'clock, Ad? It was, yeah, it was getting late. T- 10 o'clock, it was dark. right. It was definitely dark. And, you know, we're, you know, just drinking beer, hanging out by the mm-hmm. fire yeah. and smoking cigarettes. And these two guys come up to the fence that were walking up and down the sidewalk. And they said, they asked if they could bum a cigarette. Mm-hmm. We gave, I, you know, we gave them a couple cigarettes or whatever. And we started talking, thinking like, hey, maybe these guys know where they can get, where we can get some fucking weed. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just straight up asked them. I was like, you know, we're in California. Like, who right, gives a shit? Right. So I just asked them, I was like, hey, like, if, you know, do you guys know where to get some weed? Like, that'd be super cool. And, you know, this is when they dropped, like, their whole sob story on us. So, basically, I mean, here's my, like, looking back on everything, the way I look at it is, like, Mm -hmm. these two guys were, like, professional scammers. Okay. But, like, not rich ones. Like, they were, like, poor, living on the street, but knew how to take advantage of people like us. Right. So, what was was the sob story they told you? The train track, it ran from, like, San Diego all the way. I don't even know where it went, but, like, it was popular form of transportation yeah, that, up and down the coast that that train runs from it's uh i think that's called the pacific surf line or something like that it goes all the way from san that diego sound, that sounds right i mean you can take it up to like washington i think or somewhere close okay, to that. It, yeah. go, it goes all yeah. the way up the coast so the whole thing was that they got on that train and they put their back they, they, they made them store their excess back they each had a backpack a small backpack but they said that they had luggage uh-huh they had just they had just flown in from hawaii and they had their luggage on the train and when they got off here where they're from Uh the train left with the luggage still on there (laughs) and all their stuff so that Uh was the story their wallet yeah yeah, all their money everything everything that they had and it's dark like i can't visually judge these people i'm not saying it's a good thing to do but like you know to me it was just two guys walking up and down the street saying like hey like we're kind of screwed can you help us out right and so i was like hey like you know if you guys can hook us up with some weed you know like in the morning or something like you guys can you know jump the fence and hang out and drink some beer and sleep in my tent and i'll sleep (laughs) in the van and we'll wake up and get some weed and we'll all go on our way and they're like all right cool (laughs) and so you know it was kind of naive of us to think that these you know to just like think that this would work out perfectly sean just (laughs) sean just making friends on the spot yeah and so they hop the fence and they, you know, they sit down and we're hanging out and talking. Turns out they're twin brothers. <laughs> one of them is clearly fairly level-headed, pretty normal dude. And the other one is very clearly, we learn very soon that he's mm-hmm. a very heavy drinker and okay. alcoholic. But we, you know, we're meeting them, we're talking and everything seems cool. Addison and I were getting ready to go to bed, but they kind of, you know, like, we're like, hey, let's hang out and drink beer and party. And, you know, we decided to stay up a little bit. Okay. They actually, this is where we actually separated, which was a terrible idea. I don't know why we did that, but (laughs) um, David was the level-headed guy and he stayed at the camp. He stayed at the campground with me Mm -hmm. and Addison and his brother, Michael, 
went to go, I think it was to get more firewood. Yeah. Well, it, so there was a liquor store sort of across the, the tr- across like the train tracks. I think there was like maybe even a highway next to the train tracks as well. Over the train tracks, over the highway, there was like a liquor store that had, uh, that had firewood. Okay. And uh, they knew about it and they were like, let's go, let's go over there really quick. It's more firewood. It'll be, we stay, stay nice and warm and pick up some more beers and shooters. I think that, that we even went on like, I even went on multiple runs. Still before midnight, but probably yeah. got two runs to the liquor store in, oh um, getting more beer and more shooters. And like, I don't know, they, they seemed like cool guys. And we were like, I was trying to stay on their good side because obviously, I mean, you know, uh, we really wanted weed. And like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, I w- like we bought a 30 rack, I think, and we were so, slowly moving through that. But we kept going back, getting firewood. And Michael, we wanted to get like a couple of shooters too. Um, yeah. and so definitely, I think both times we went for firewood, he got like, you know, three to five shooters as well. And I don't even know if we, he, like, he, I feel like he downed those before we even got like each time before we went back to the, the camp campground. Oh my God. And this is all on your dollar, Addison, correct? Yeah. 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 Or, you know, I, I, I want to say, yeah, I, uh, it's been so long. I can't recall if there was maybe a run where he like had $5 to contribute for the firewood or not. Right. Um, yeah. Like, I feel bad saying, like, no, he didn't contribute one bit, but I kind of don't, because I don't really remember for sure, but I kind of don't think that he... Well, their story was they didn't have their wallets or money or whatever, because it was right. all in their luggage. Right, right. They kept saying they'd pay me, pay us back and stuff. So I, I had to have paid for all of it, honestly. If they were saying that, I can't I can't imagine they, they would have paid for much. I was going to say it was at least two runs, and then I can't remember if there was a third run or on one of the runs we ended up going to a bar as well. Oh really? Yeah, and you were yeah. My so my my part of the story is really boring because I was just like sitting at the campfire, like sizing up David mm-hmm. and like trying to figure out like who these two guys really were. Yeah, and Addison was off like drinking shooters and partying with this crazy. <laughs> and then so I think I think you're right, Addison. I think you did two runs to the liquor store because he just like didn't. There was not enough shooters in the world for this guy to fucking drink. <laughs> and right. So I think you did two runs to the liquor store for shooters and beer and firewood. And then you guys went one last time. And that's when you were gone for like at least an hour, maybe almost two hours, I want to say. And it probably felt longer than it was because you were freaked out hanging out next to the campfire next to some guy you didn't know. Yeah, that's like crazy. It was a long time. I'm not saying it wasn't a long time. It was definitely longer than I should have been gone. So you guys, you stay up a while with these guys and then they... You guys slept in the car and they crashed in the tent on the beach or how did that work? Yeah, I I let them sleep in my tent. Okay. And I gave them like I had an extra blanket in the van or whatever. And I threw them yeah. a blanket. Um, Addison actually just slept out on the ground and I slept in the van. Yeah, I didn't set up my tent. I just slept on a tarp. I was really protective of the van around these guys. Like when right. I was sitting around with David, like I, you got a I just vibe. didn't trust him. And I like that's when I started thinking like, I think these guys want to rob us. Yeah. And that's when I started getting freaked out. But they were really good about not giving Addison and I time together to like talk. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. Like they were really good at separating us and keeping us apart so that we couldn't like come up with a plan or anything like that. So what So what happens that next morning? They jump in your van and supposedly you guys are going to go get weed or how like what? What's the so, plan? <laughs> yeah, we, we wake up and there's actually like a, a food stand at the campground on the beach okay and they say that like so they they say that they used to live in encinitas california and so they know everything about this town right 
Um, but they've been living in Hawaii, supposedly, for <laughs> I can't remember how long. Sure. But they say that this place has really great breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. And Addison, I think Addison offered to buy them breakfast burritos. And they, they kept on saying, we're good for the money. We'll pay you back. We're supposed to go pick up our luggage tomorrow. Like, we'll get you guys. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And Addison bought them, like, the fanciest like duck breakfast burritos that they had. I think they were like $14 each or something like that. Yeah. They were good burritos. They were really good. They burritos. were really good. Ad- like, Addison's just, just selling out, out the money. Um, oh yeah. They, yeah. They were getting yeah. as much out of us as possible. That's and I was being way too friendly. Right. But I wanted weed again. I will go back. <laughs> I, I will go back to that. Yeah. And we were ready go. to like cater to these guys. Cause the, you know, they had gave given us a, they quoted us a price on the weed, which wasn't very expensive. And we were like, Hey, like we can, you know, if you guys want to inflate this price to get us this weed, like we're okay. Like we told them, right. we're like, Hey, you know, like we'll make it worth your time. If you guys right. get us this weed. So we were kind of like trying to cater to them the best we could, sure. but like, you know, I wasn't about to go overboard. Like I'm not spending, you know, $200 on each of these guys to give them $200 right. for an ounce of weed or whatever. Right. So, um, the morning is where, Things got really weird, and I don't remember exactly how everything happened in order, but we woke up, and they said that they needed a cell phone, Addison? Yep. Yeah, David needed to like get a new cell phone. Like, his cell phone broke, and he needed to get to an AT&T store to get a new cell phone. Or no, maybe he just needed to get charged, and they had charging stations at an AT&T store. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, we needed to get to an AT&T store. That was <laughs> the first stop of the day, from what I remember. Okay. Well, on the way to the AT&T store, he said he had to meet up with some guy, and this was the guy that was supposedly mm. supposed to get us the weed. Okay. And he said, I need to meet up with him and tell him what's going on, and then I'll meet up with him after the AT&T store and get you guys your shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we met up with this guy, and only one of them went to go talk to this guy. The other one stayed in the car. And yeah, the other one stayed in the car with us and just like hung out. What I think, I think this guy was like their accomplice to rob us, basically. Okay. So anyway, he talked to this guy for like 10 or 15 minutes, gets back in the van, and we go to the AT&T store. And I think at some point, Addison and I were able to talk and be like, fuck these guys, we need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. We need to get them. We were ready. We were ready to do whatever we needed to just leave these guys in the dust and be like, "Hey, forget it." Right. And they kept on getting really sketchy because he kept on saying, "Like, if I tell my guy that you guys want this, like, if I back out, like, you guys are in serious trouble." And like, all this (laughs) shit to like, like, kind of lock us into this deal that didn't even really exist. (laughs) Eventually, it just got to the point where we were like, "They're not going to get us weed." Like mm-hmm. they're trying to screw us over mm-hmm. and we're, we can't let this happen. So we start coming up with all kinds of excuses. And at this point they're like asking to like travel the country with us. They want to drive up the coast and oh my their God. parents own an Island up in <laughs> Oregon next to fucking Bill Gates or some shit like that. And we can Hell hang yeah. out and we can hang out there and have a great time with oh them. Oh my God. And yeah, Addison, what did you say? Like they, they said their parents invented women's underwear or some bullshit. They had one lie after another to try to make us think that like hanging out with these guys would be cool. We invented bread. Yeah, yeah seriously. Just like so much <laughs> stupid shit. There was um, a sushi job and why they were offering Oh to my God, the sushi job. Yeah. So <laughs> he had, he took like a fake phone call uh-huh. and said that. <laughs> 
this guy he knew was offering him a job as like a sushi chef and we could all be his like line cooks and we'd all make 80 grand a year. And he was making 140 or some shit. And then that's when I dropped it on him. I was like, Hey man, like we need to go back to Boulder. And he was like, cool. Like, let's go. I'll come with you. And I was like, well, don't you have like a sweet job in Hawaii lined up? Uh-huh. And he was like, Oh yeah, but fuck that. Like, I'd rather hang out with you guys. And it was just like, <laughs> all right. Like, you know, all of their stories just kept falling apart. Right. Of course. And like, I hate to say this, but it did eventually get to the point where I lied and told them that my mom had breast cancer and that we needed to go back to Boulder immediately. Okay. And I feel terrible about that, but I felt like this is the only way that these motherfuckers are going to be like, okay, sh- like shit's over. Right. And it, it wasn't. They still kept pushing. And that's when I was like, these guys really want whatever the fuck they can get from us. Were these guys like a lot bigger than you like what um so that's the thing like? so michael was just drunk all the time like the morning right. that we woke up he was drinking shooter he was hammered by 9 a.m yeah i mean hammered like his brother david was like yelling at him to stop drinking right and stop being like a fucking asshole like they kept on bickering about michael being a complete idiot which he was right um so david was ex-military it sounded like and i think i think he was he had tattoos and stuff so i think he was ex-military he wasn't huge like i was probably bigger than him but if he was ex-military he could probably kick my ass (laughs) um michael was very tall and skinny but i think he was just so drunk all the time it was like i i I did i I don't know we did kind of size that up at one point and we didn't want to have we didn't want to have to find out for real basically right but that that (laughs) was like been a fight i think was that like yeah, a th- that was definitely like a thought sorry. that crossed your mind where you're like we might have to just fucking oh, kick these guys out of here? Yeah, absolutely. Like okay. it got to the point where it was like these guys want our shit and they're gonna do whatever it takes to get it. So how did you um, end up getting rid of them? So we got the phone and they kept on saying like just get the weed, get the weed, get the weed. So we were like like it was very clear these guys weren't going anywhere and if mm-hmm. we were gonna get rid of them, it was gonna be not on their terms. I think we drove back towards where we met the first guy after we got the cell phone and everything. Uh-huh. And like it was a really sad like vibe in the car because my mom has breast cancer. So right. Like, <laughs> so David kind of like tries to mediate and he jumps in. He's like, Hey, you know what? Like pull over into this fucking gas station. Like I'm going to get us like some Gatorades and buy us some water and some snacks. And we're just going to chill out and figure out what the fuck's going on. Oh, he's got money all so of a sudden. Like, exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> so nothing added up. Like it was just total bullshit. Right. And we're like, fine, that's cool. So we actually, we pulled into the back. It was, there was like an alleyway in the uh-huh. back of like the 7-Eleven. We parked there and David steps out of the car and he goes, I'm going to run into the 7-Eleven. Like you guys stay here. And he looks at Michael and he goes, Michael, like stay here. Don't go anywhere. Like very specifically to uh-huh. Michael. They know he knows that if they if we if they leave us alone, we're gone. So Michael's like, Yeah, dude, that's fine. And he's sitting inside the van with us. Mm-hmm. And their bags are in the van with us. Yeah. And David walks around the store and goes in the front. Michael is such a fucking alcoholic <laughs> that he is like, Hey, you guys, I know a guy that lives in this apartment right here. And he owes me some money. I'm going to go get some cash. I'm going to go see if he can pay me. And I'm like, all right, cool. And in our head, <laughs> we both, me and Addison both know that he's going to ask his friend for alcohol. But we're like, yeah, man, go for it. And he's like, all right, cool. I'll be right back. Oh, my so God. So he gets out of the van. This and is so, it. And I'm watching him. This is it. Yeah. So he, he goes up the stairs and I see him disappear. And mm-hmm. I just look at Addison and I go, Addison, throw their shit out of the van. We need to go. Oh, my God. Yes. And so I, so I like hop out the passenger side door, open the back door grab their backpack, 
just like throw them on the ground next to the car and the parking spot next to us, slam the doors and get back in as fast as I possibly can. I'm so freaked out at I, that point. I am shocked yeah. you even took the time to do that. I would just get the hell out of there. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, like we thought about that and we just ultimately we didn't want their shit. We didn't want yeah. them to call the cops and be like, they stole our stuff. We didn't want any of their stuff. That's a good point. Yeah. And I just like made Addison do the dirty work. And I was like, <laughs> throw their shit out of the car and I'm peeling out of here. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, so we just God. I remember like looking back and he just grabbed both of their bags by the tops and just threw them on the ground and jumped back in the front seat. I was, and we peeled out, I backed up and I literally peeled out. Like my van was like, like, like David probably heard Great. van peel out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we go down the alleyway and I'm turning onto the road and Addison goes, their phones are charging in our dash right now. <laughs> So both of yeah, them I didn't, I forgot charging, that. they were charging in our van right there. Right. And I just said, throw them out. I said, throw them out the window. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, That's what so I did. Addison, he threw them out the window. They weren't like iPhones or anything. He right. bought like a 20, a $19, whatever flip phone right. from AT&T. Like it wasn't, it was nothing super expensive. We threw them out the window and then we flew down to San Diego <laughs> to meet up with you. Oh God. Wait, did any... Did any of them see you peel out? I imagine like a movie uh, I, scene of like what whatever the guy's name is running out of the 7-Eleven. Like, uh, hey. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I feel I, we were just so scared that either of them were going to see us. Like, yeah. But when it came down to it, like I was just so focused on driving the van out of there as fast as I could that I, I didn't like look around at all. So right. I think it's very possible. That it seems likely that one of them heard or right. saw it happen. Oh yeah. my god, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm like anxious just hearing admit, the story. I was, I was too scared to look back to check to see if either of them were chasing us. I was like I, I was that scared in the moment. I don't know why it, it freaked me out that much. Right. But um I I looking back on it, I kind of hoped one of them did and was like, Oh darn it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um I don't know. Looking back on it, it became very clear that if we didn't do what we did, like these guys would have probably like held us up at gunpoint and taken everything we had. But why? So you think they would have like taken you back to that guy who supposedly had the yeah. weed and all three of them would have just robbed you or what? I think that's what would have happened is they would have lured us to some remote location yeah. to this guy that has a gun and then they take all of our shit. Jesus. Because they just, you know, they were, it was very clear they were not about to just let us like be on our way. Right. Like there were so many details that happened from the timeline that I just gave you in between. Yeah. Like so much weird shit happened that we can't even remember all of it. Like we, right. we were actually, we were videoing and logging a lot of what happened and when we drove down to San Diego, we just parked in some parking lot and we recorded like a half an hour video of us just like venting what happened. Because me and Addison hadn't even had time to talk to one another about all the crazy shit that right, happened. Right, right. And we we actually watched that video last night. <laughs> um, and it was pretty interesting to like, oh, remember all the details. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the only other interaction we had with them was we woke up to like a bunch of voicemails. Oh yeah, they had Just your number. By, they were they were only from Michael, and he was saying how like all like they had their wallets in the car, and we stole them, and they filed the police report, mm -hmm. and all of this bullshit. Right. And so we ended up actually like gutting completely gutting our van and going through everything, Just, and we didn't have right. any other shit. And we actually called the police department and asked if someone had filed a report about us, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs>
That really kind of proves that they were sketch balls if they're threatening you with that. They just wanted you to like come back, come back, and we'll drop the police report, right? Exactly. Like yeah, who knows right. what it was? But oh my god! So like it was definitely really shady. You know, the worst twelve or fourteen hours of that whole trip. Yeah, so. that's <laughs> but it makes a good story. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember meeting up with you yeah. in San Diego and you guys were telling me this story and I was just like, couldn't even believe it. I'm like, what the, what the hell? Like, yeah. Was... And honestly, like we were like, I remember being like sort of in shock about the whole thing. Yeah. We were like right there firsthand. And no, yeah, so it was just crazy. so crazy. Yeah. So how long, how long into the trip did that happen? Was that like, I don't know, a month in or was that pretty far into the trip already? So, I mean, it took us a while to get from, because when we left Boulder, you know, we did right. sand dunes and petrified forests and Canyon de Chez and Chaco Canyon and the Grand Canyon and Vegas. And like, you know, we saw Addison's uncle and sister, right. I think. and like A couple months in yep, or something? Yeah, in Arizona. So much stuff. So it was probably June at that point. Okay. Yeah, late May or June, I want to say. We even did uh, Joshua Tree was the last thing that we did before. Yeah, Joshua. This whole incident, I want to say. So it was probably almost a month. I want to say it was hot. Yeah. How long were you guys on the road after you came through California? Like another couple months? So this is where this is where the story kind of breaks up and gets a little interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, our friends, John and Michelin, were actually getting married and right. they were having like their, it wasn't like an official wedding, but they were having their wedding mm-hmm. at their house and we were out of weed still. And so we were like, <laughs> fuck it, like, let's go see our friends and like hit up this wedding and pick up some fucking weed and then just drive right back here and start where right. we left off. And so that was, that was back in Boulder, the wedding? That was back in Boulder. Okay. Yeah. So we drove, Correct. we drove from San Diego to boulder mm-hmm. and did- then we spent a couple of weeks or like i don't know this is actually where addison and i actually split up yeah okay. so we did the wedding and um that my my grandma was sort of in poor health at the time well okay. we, we we had stopped by they lived in she lived in st george utah mm-hmm. um and we we had stopped by and visited my uncle's like sean mentioned and i saw my grandma and she had mm-hmm. been in really poor health at the time and um it was actually while for John Mish's wedding, my mom asked me to um, come go to St. George and try to start getting her stuff ready for. Uh, mm-hmm. She she ended up passing away about right. you know three weeks three four weeks after um, after we came back for John and Mish's wedding and okay. and my mom had asked me to go back and kind of start organizing her, uh, all of her stuff at the house and mm-hmm. get getting everything prepared um, for that eventuality and. Um, you know, at the time, you know, my, uh, my uncle and mom were um, trying to do that and support my grandma at the time. And, right. And they weren't doing such a great job getting the house ready. So that was why they asked me to help. And um, yeah, so we did end up splitting up for a little while at, at, at that time. So but you, we met up again later. Right. So you, you go down there to help out. Sean, you stayed in Boulder. Yep. Um, I stayed in Boulder for a little bit. And then I actually flew to San Francisco because that's where my sister lived. And then my other sister who oh, right. lived in New York uh, flew to San Francisco as well. And we I met up with both my sisters and spent, I think, oh, nice. 10 days there. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, we got, you know, I hung out in Boulder a little bit. And then I kind of, you know, went back to Northern California or went right. up to Northern California and then flew back when Addison finished up all of his stuff. And so is it, is it, so that whole time where you guys are kind of split up for a little while, is it still the intention to like get back on the road eventually? Yeah. Okay. And we do. Yeah. So then where, where do you, you head back 
towards California after that, or what's the plan? Yeah, the original plan was back to San Diego and then drive up the coast. Okay. But I think just because of like lost time and all that kind of stuff, we figured we would just kind of skip the Sierra Nevadas and Mm -hmm. Big Sur and Death Valley and all that and just go straight to San Francisco again. So we were going to go stay with my sister in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Okay. And then we were going to go up to Redwood Forest and up to Seattle and all that. So you head out west and then how long you guys... How long are you guys on the road? Not like basically we drove, I think we drove pretty much straight through from Boulder to San Francisco. I don't think we did a lot of stopping in between. And that's when, that's when the van started acting up is right when we pulled into San Francisco. Okay. So what, what happened? Doesn't want to drive anymore? Like engine failure or what happened (sighs) with it? You know, so like right when we get into San Francisco, it's the cylinder, a cylinder or multiple cylinders start misfiring. So the van is still driving, but it's Mm -hmm. giving me like some weird signals and then it's stopping and then it's fine for a while. And I was just like, oh, great. Like, this is terrible. But we were like really close to my sister's house. And I was like, let's just like get it to my sister's relax for a couple days and like we'll figure out what the hell right. is going on. Um, and then eventually we find a garage to take this van to mm-hmm. and we try to drive it there but it breaks down in fucking Marin Valley and we're Oh so you didn't take it to a <laughs> shop in, in San Francisco? You like took it to a shop no, outside? Like we- yeah, we you know, we felt that any shop in San Francisco was just going to be absurdly expensive yeah. and we had AAA and the van was technically driving. Oh, okay. Uh so we were like let's just get it a little bit north of the city and maybe it'll be a little bit less yeah. expensive and less crowded and it'll be less of a wait. So we got across the Golden Gate Bridge and then that's when the van was like, "Hey, I'm not doing this anymore." <laughs> and we and so we got it towed. I can't remember where we got it towed to, but we got it towed to like a Pet Boys somewhere uh-huh. a little further north. And I think it was Sausalito. Maybe in Sausalito, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, thanks for my sister. She kept on picking us up every single day and dropping us back off at the van so we could like try to deal with it. So yeah, she was like driving us all around the oh city my God. Like, every day for like 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually, she was super helpful. Yeah. You know, we crashed there for a long time. You know, I ended up spending almost a month with her that entire summer. So oh, like, wow. she was super cool about it. Yeah. So what? Um, but eventually. Yeah. yeah what, sorry. What, what turned out to be wrong with the van that they find out? So, yeah. So we get it to the garage and I think it ends up being intake manifold. Ooh. Something's wrong with it's not like sealed properly or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's going to cost 2000 or 2500 to fix. And mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> that's more than I paid for the fucking van. And, you know, we had been on the road for a long time. And it's like, you know, if something had gone wrong in the first 30 days of us being gone, I could have spent two grand to fix the van. But at this point, it was like, you know, I didn't have thousands of dollars saved up drop on the van that will probably have something else go wrong with it right. very soon after this. Sure. So what so, do you, do you, did you sell it for scrap or something? Or what, what happens to it? So... I'm an idiot, and I put the title to my van in my safe deposit box back in Boulder, which only <laughs> I have access to. Like, why I didn't leave it with my dad or my mom or whatever is beyond me. Like, it was just so stupid because right. you could have mailed it to me, and I could have sold it for like four or five hundred dollars for scrap or whatever. Um, but that was not an option. And flying back to Boulder and flying back with the title was pointless because then it's just null. Like the money, it didn't make a difference. So then we had to go on like a two day, basically like shopping adventure, trying to find a place that will accept a car without a title, which is not easy to do. Um, so we ended up donating the van to the Napa Valley fire department so that they can practice using the jaws of life. Wait, what is that? So, uh, the jaws of life are like when someone's like tangled up in a mangled car, it's like these giant scissors that can cut through like anything. Huh. And it's not like anyone can just pick them up and use them. <laughs> right. So, 
so uh, yeah, so we actually felt pretty good about it. Yeah, I was gonna um, say it's like it seems like for a good cause. Yeah, so it wasn't totally waste. And then when I got back to Boulder, I just mailed them the title. So the trip kind of took like I didn't know it ended so soon after you guys hit back on the road. I thought it was like I don't know another month of driving around or something. Um, yeah, so like I feel like like the timeline is definitely messed up in my head, but like you know we left around like early mid April, and mm-hmm. then I feel like the van officially died. Probably it was probably vi- it was it was July Damn. because we rented yeah. a car we rented a car to get back to Boulder, and that we did that drive on July fourth. Right. Oh, okay. Was so was that cheaper just to drive back than to just fly back? Well, we like we debated about what we wanted to do because we talked about maybe just like only taking our backpacks and hitchhiking and just continuing the trip mm-hmm. and okay. like, you know, stopping at wherever for a couple of weeks to make some money somewhere doing random jobs or whatever. Like we thought about continuing the trip without the van, Okay, but we ended up just not thinking we thought that wasn't a great idea. Hitchhiking isn't what it used to be. And right. blah, blah, blah. yeah, it seems like that, um, that would have been we, really tough. Yeah. I think it wouldn't have worked out for us very well. Yeah. <laughs> but then we, <laughs> we, you know, we really like tangled with the idea of how do we get all of our shit back to Boulder now? And the best option was to rent a car and drive it back. All right, because you guys had a bunch of stuff in the car, right? Couldn't really take that on the Mm -hmm. airplane. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and my sister really wanted us to stay for the 4th of July in San Mm -hmm. Francisco, which I think would have been really cool. Um, But I think we were kind of just like, you know, it had been, we'd been dealing with trying to get rid of this broken van for like over a week. And I think we were just kind of like mentally and physically drained. Totally. And like, I I really wanted, I wanted to spend 4th of July back home. And so that was kind of our goal at that point. Yeah. So is that, I mean, when you find out that you can't really fix the van is that just kind of crush you are you just like you know you didn't really take as long of a a trip as you wanted to yeah not at all i mean we wanted to be gone for like you know way longer and we wanted to cover you know you know times four the miles that we did right i think we ended up driving like nine thousand or eleven thousand miles and we only got to san francisco sort of (laughs) right so yeah you know it was definitely like pretty devastating but you know our money dwindled a lot faster than we had thought and there were like a couple job opportunities back in Boulder okay. that I was looking into. Well, it's um, still kind of like the trip of a yeah, lifetime, it just, though. It just kind of, yeah, it just it wrapped up really quick and very suddenly. And it definitely was like, you know, we definitely didn't finish it. That's for sure. Did you ever at one point think of getting another car going out there again? Or was it just kind of like, no, we're going to go back to Boulder. I'm going to get a job and kind of that's that. Yeah, you know, when I got back to Boulder, I think after it was all said and done, I had like 600 bucks left and I was living in my parents' basement again and I was like, I think it's time to just get the job and move on. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Addison, you ended up living with your mom in Denver, right? Uh, yeah, I was pretty yeah, I was pretty out of money at that point as well mm-hmm. and it, you know, there was definitely some feelings of disappointment and uh maybe going as far as we initially expected um i definitely was really looking forward to exploring the pacific northwest uh, there, there, I, I was a little bummed out that we, we we couldn't go any further but yeah i imagine um, i don't know we did yeah we did debate you know hitchhiking and ultimately i had had enough fun on other like on what we had, everything that we had done up to that point that mm-hmm. it felt like it was it was probably the right choice to to end it there rather than like force myself to try to go see something that I had plans to go see initially, but it was like circumstances worked against it. So, right. um, yeah, I was, I, I, it was disappointing, but I went back to Boulder and it felt like the right thing to go find a job and, and join the working world again. <laughs> 
God, that's so crazy. I mean, but, you know, at the very least, I feel like you guys had like this three to four month period of what is almost like ultimate freedom. No, I mean, there's like nothing really. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. once you're an adult, like summer vacation, right. like kind of end, like right. we don't get that anymore. And it was kind of like, I don't know, like maybe it was like a little quarter life crisis situation. But like, you know, <laughs> having like zero responsibility, like we would just wake up in a van and pull out the road atlas and be like, right. hey, where do we want to go today? And it was amazing. Yeah, I just feel like that's, yeah. that's like something very few people experience once you become an adult it's just not something that happens where you just you have nothing yeah, so you, you guys are like nothing tying you down you know so many people go from you know 20 to 65 right just straight up working like they never get more than a week or two off at most and honestly after doing it like i feel like it's it should be like a requirement you know like <laughs> i think having that freedom like as an adult is definitely like felt healthy to be honest with you almost i feel like that's maybe why some people join the army too is you kind of get to travel around you kind of get to leave home I mean, there's like an aspect to that. Um, yeah, definitely. Just like seeing, you know, we didn't see the world by any means. Right. But like just going out and seeing like all the little details and all that stuff and just being like free and being able to explore whatever you want. Like if we wanted to, we could have, you know, at the beginning of the trip, we had a ton of money. We could have hopped on a plane and flew to Thailand or whatever. Just having that freedom is just, it's so, it was, you know, it was, it just felt good. Is that something, do you think that's something you'll ever do again? Or is it just kind of like, that was this one little moment in time where you guys were able to do that. And now it's, I mean, is that something? So, I mean, we, we, yeah. I, mean, I think I would always, do it again. Yeah. We always talk about doing it again or continuing okay. the trip or whatever. Um, and like, that's definitely something that I like really tangle with right now in my life. Cause like I, mm -hmm. I have a pretty decent job right now where I can actually save money and, right. you know, like invest in a future retirement and all that. And, but like, I'm really getting into, I would really like to get into like bike touring and stuff. And yeah. I think biking across America or biking from, you know, Alaska to, Chile or something would be super cool. You know, I think it's really hard for me to say that I'm like never going to do anything like that ever right. again. But like at the same time, I'm like right now just establishing like what some people would consider like a pretty decent career. So right. it's definitely like I struggle. I struggle with it, but like not doing it again just doesn't seem like an option to be honest with you. I mean, do you think you could do it like in segments where you take like two weeks off once a year and just kind of explore? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we went to Seattle a couple months ago and like okay. we flew there and we hung out with our friend and stuff. And it's like, it's not like we're by any means done like exploring the country right. or the world. There's nothing that can ever really replace that. Like, I don't have a timeline here. Like you kind of just took everything as it came. Exactly. And you make your decisions like as it comes and it's just like, you know, you're not, you know, you're planning ahead, but everything you're planning ahead is something you want to do. It's not like you're putting like a dentist appointment on your calendar. You know, you're putting like, you're putting hike the Grand Canyon on your calendar. Right. And it's like, you don't, you know, if you're not, you're not dreading the 1400 mile drive, you're excited about it. Right. And yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely like sort of unexplainable. You have to like, like having a summer vacation as an adult, just like, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. I just love that whole that whole idea of that and the fact that you guys are, you know, that you keep wanting to travel. I think it's just awesome. Like what was the, yeah. what, what was the best part of the trip? Do you have like a favorite park or thing you guys saw? Oh man. Such a tough question. Yeah. That, that's definitely a hard one. Um, I mean, the grand Canyon is amazing. Yeah, I can't like ever go wrong no, with that. Yeah, you can never go wrong going to the Grand Canyon and like spend more time there than you want. Like we actually just got back from the Grand Canyon two oh, nice. weeks ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we did have a ton of like we lived in our van on Mission Beach in San Diego for like what almost 10 days. <laughs> oh, did, <laughs> yeah, but, and did that they, was a you know, I mean, there. to me, like that was kind of like the ultimate like relaxation. We woke up like mm. literally on the ocean every day. Like we were in our right. van, but you'd wake up and then you'd go lay down on the beach and you'd go swimming in the ocean. And I mean, when you and Connor and 
you guys came, like we went to like a bunch of really great like restaurants, like right, right. there on the strip. Like to me, like that was really awesome. But yeah, you know, also fun. like camping in the Southwest was great. Like, yeah, yeah. God, I don't know. I mean, it's it's too hard to pick a favorite. I think. Yeah, you don't have to. Just was yeah. curious. Um, I mean, there's definitely some sleepers too that I probably don't even like remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can narrow it down to three. Um, I really enjoyed Goblin Valley. Sean, I mentioned that one earlier. That was. The first time I'd ever been there and I'd heard some stories about what that place was like and definitely like exceeded my expectations. It's just super unique rock formations in this okay. kind of state park. Kind of like a hour east of where Moab's at, like the mm-hmm. Canyonlands and Arches. Oh, pardon me. Yes. Um, so I like that. Um, I really enjoyed the hike that we did in Canyonland. Oh, Syncline Loop uh, was an amazing loop. That was fun. Yeah. That was really cool. And then my third, and, and I felt like this was the sleeper hit for me because I didn't expect it to be as cool as it was, was mm. uh, Petrified Forest Natural, National Park. There wasn't a lot to see necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like a bunch of rocks out in the middle of the desert, but um, the giant petrified logs, it's just like, there were, I felt like it was a pretty unique thing to mm-hmm. see or that i saw on the trip the like history behind uh, it is pretty impressive that's awesome uh, but i mean let's like let's be honest like we had a blast in vegas like we met up with yeah. like three of our friends in las vegas when we were there for four days and we you know it was definitely too long of a stay <laughs> in vegas but we did have a great time did yeah, you guys that was crazy did you guys stay yeah. in in a hotel when you were in vegas or just you kept you just found a place to park no we did like that's the beauty of vegas is that everything's really expensive except for the hotel room so when we got right. to vegas like that's why we stayed so long is because it was like all the hotels that we were running into before, it's like, oh, you know, if unless you want to stay in a really shitty, like, $30 hotel, like, right. everything else is going to be, like, 80 or 90 or or $100. And then you get to Vegas, it's like, oh, it's, you know, $49 a night. And between me and Addison, you know, we ended yeah. up spending less on four nights in a hotel in Vegas than we did and one night at some other hotel. God, four yeah. nights is a lot. I've been to Vegas a couple of times, and I'm there, like, two days every time and at the end of the second day i'm like i need to get out of here (laughs) yeah i think if i ever go again i'll fly in at like 6 p.m and then just leave at like 6 a.m and not even get a hotel or anything (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot i don't know it's i some people love vegas i'm like i I don't know if i'm gonna spend the money to go there i'd almost rather go somewhere else you just kind of get stuck like losing a bunch of money in the casino yeah or elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) or elsewhere yes (laughs) i was gonna say i feel like at least one if not two of the days were straight up just us recovering like in the hotel room (laughs) flying sitting on water and trying to find the cheapest food that we could on the strip yeah yeah the last last day we were there i don't think i think we left the hotel room once to get like yeah it was the the cheapest food we could right so like when you look back on that whole trip does that does that seem crazy to you that you ever did that you Uh, yeah it it does but like honestly like it's it's definitely like i feel like it's a part of my everyday life like you know when people talk about like oh i went and spent Mm -hmm. you know three months like backpacking in europe or like people say i you know whatever it may be like i feel like that this was kind of that for us and like you know van life has exploded like everyone does van like everyone's talking about van life now it is yeah it is i feel like we we kind of were like you know we weren't the first or we weren't the pioneers by any means but like we were kind of there before it's like really like now you see those giant mercedes sprinter vans everywhere they're everywhere live in for months and like we like we kind of did like the rickety version of that you know we just like got a minivan and kind of just hit the road yeah but you know it's definitely something that i definitely think about it every day and like oh really so it's yeah that, i think i do it's like yeah. a big part of your story i think so yeah you know like it was such a big experience and you know yeah. it, it did last for months that totally. it's like it's something that it's hard to just have washed away in your memories totally day. totally veering off course because you were talking about how everyone is about the van life now there's a i don't know if you remember Wee man from jackass yeah, the little guy yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a whole video 
of him on like the Vice YouTube channel, he sold everything he had, his house, everything, and he totally pimped out one of those Sprinter vans. And he's just because yeah. he he knows so many people around the country, and he'll just he's just driving around the country, like skateboarding on the beach, just doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, dude. And honestly, like I I, I get why it's such a big thing. It's so much fun. And then it was so random. I I don't know if you guys ever watched that show Shark Tank. I was watching the most <laughs> recent episode last night, and there was a guy on there. His whole company is that he buys these like four. Uh, vans or like the E350s or whatever and his whole business is yeah. like building he like installs a water tank so you have like a sink and a shower it's all about yep. like giving people it's I think you can buy one for like 20 grand and it's like a built out van you can just live in I thought it was so random that oh, that wow. was that was on last night the night before I'm doing this podcast with you guys I'm like oh that's a weird yeah, coincidence that crazy. That's awesome. um, yeah. yeah dude like I've seen I've seen exactly. those things and like they're super cool but honestly like if anybody is thinking about doing this like I, I do advise like seeing how far you can push it because like mm -hmm. Less is more. Like we ended up spending so much fucking money just on gas, and, it, right. and we were just driving a minivan. Yeah. Like as soon as you get a giant sprinter van, yeah, and you put all that weight in there. Like if you really want to like cover miles, it's just like it's really not cost effective. So like my advice is like if you can get the lightest vehicle possible, like if you yeah. can live in like a Subaru van, like a Subaru wagon, like I say go for it because being able to get getting a vehicle that it gets over thirty miles a gallon like could change the whole trip. Do you remember? Is that what you got? Do you remember what miles per gallon you got in that minivan? No, it was getting, it was only getting like, I feel like on the highway it was getting 26, but around town okay. it would only get like 19 or 20. All right. It's not like terrible. That sounds right. Like, I can't even imagine what those sprinter vans do. Cause like there, then you really do have to plan like, Hey, we're going to go here and we need to spend X amount of time here. Cause you can't just right. like be zipping all around. Like, you right. know, we were going like, Oh, I was like, Oh, let's just run up to the grand Canyon and come back down to fucking Flagstaff. You right. know, it was like, it wasn't really like economical in any way at all. Yeah. So that kind of touches mean, on what like my kind of my last questions were going to be, where it's just like, if, if you, if someone does want to do this type of thing, like what, like what is, what is advice you would have for them? Or like, what is something you would advise not to do that? maybe you did that you would change if you did it again i mean i, mean, I think it just kind of it depends on what people want to do like if you're really trying to like budget money and you don't have a ton of cash like on hand or versus someone who does like you know they can spend 20 grand on one of those super awesome vans and they right. have 50 grand saved up like it really depends on what you want to do but like i would i would say ultimately like i think we could have planned like some bigger camping events like we you know we mm -hmm. just got back from the grand canyon doing havasu falls and i feel like doing a trip like that like within the van trip would have been like so amazing right like maybe just like planning planning out maybe specific places that you really want to go like okay when we went to the grand canyon i think we could have booked a campsite further in advance and had like our campsite wasn't bad by any means but it was far away from all the stuff we wanted to do okay so like i think maybe yeah. just like you know you kind of lose sight of how big these national parks really are and right like some of them you don't realize you're going to end up spending three hours in the car just to get to the trailhead that you want to do gotcha so i think like maybe like managing just maybe just planning ahead a little further but and then honestly like less is more if you can get away right. with like one duffel bag and a backpacking backpack and a cooler like you're yeah. so far ahead of everyone else because like once you start adding like oh like addison we brought boxes full of like books did you even read like any of the books like we had a whole <laughs> box full of books no i didn't yeah and it's uh, like when you're I out on the road all like, the entire time it sounds great like if you want right. to just go get a campsite and spend a week there and read like that's totally one thing but we were so like goal 
driven to like see as many of these national parks and as many of these cities as we could that like posting up for a week and reading we just weren't into like it was kind mm-hmm. of like the adventure of a lifetime so yeah it does kind of just depend on what you want to do but ultimately i would say if you can just like keep your spending down you can be on the road longer so if you were if you go back a few years a better car. <laughs> that, that that was gonna be my question would do you regret oh, yeah. not maybe saving a couple more grand and like getting a more reliable car yeah honestly like that's the thing it wasn't it wasn't even necessarily saving it it was just spending it initially like i had okay. the money to buy you know, I could have spent five grand on a nicer minivan that I could probably still be driving right now. I think going quality over saving money of, yeah. as the initial vehicle, because it does become your home. Like, you right. know, like sounds weird, but there are days where you're just like, oh man, I can't wait to like curl up in the van and go to sleep tonight. Cause it's like, <laughs> it, be, it becomes like right. your bed. Like it's really weird, but like, yeah, that you know, I sense. think having, having whatever van you think you'll need is definitely like a major investment initially. And so, yeah, I think if I just bought a Toyota Sienna and done mm-hmm. everything else the same, I think we would have been in much better shape. And in the long run, it could have probably saved me money rather than cost. Right. Me more. Did you get that Ford that you bought checked out? by anybody like a mechanic or you just bought the thing and then built it out um so i bought it before i had anyone check it out but i did have someone check it out afterwards Mm -hmm. Um, but then some work one of the costs later was that like i did some work on one of the i I feel like it was like one of the cv joints or something like that Mm -hmm. which is like a fairly simple repair right but you do need to go get a professional alignment after that and i didn't do that and it ended up destroying my front tires literally so that ended up costing me like $300 just to buy two new fucking tires right? because I didn't like do what I was supposed to do really. So yeah, I think like, you know, taking care, buying like the right vehicle and taking care mm. of it is probably the number one thing you want to do. Did you do like a bunch of research on like, I just, I just imagine you like researching every single van to like find the best one. Did you- I did. And I did, honestly, I really wanted a Sienna yeah. and I was shopping. I was shopping for so long but I really wanted to get the van like well in advance before we left so that I right. could do work on it and stuff like that, that I ended up pulling the trigger probably prematurely. So like, yeah, I, I really should have waited for a Toyota Sienna because they're just like, right. they're the most reliable minivan you can get. Or I could have just bought one with like spent way more and got one with way lower miles. So if someone wanted to do a trip like that today, I don't know if you still do van research like is the Sienna like are the Toyota still the ones to get at this point? Any idea? In my opinion, Like, I don't know. I'm a big, like I've had my 1993 Toyota for like almost six years now. Mm -hmm. And like, it's super, it's like, it's from 93 and it still runs great. Sort of. I mean, for the most part to me, Toyotas run the best. Yeah. Hondas are not far behind, are not far behind, but once you get into an American made Ford or Chevy or Chrysler, like you're asking for trouble. That's just my opinion. Yeah. The Sprinter vans are super awesome. Like if you want the room and you feel like you need it, go for it. But I feel like if you really want to just be spending your time like outside camping, like a minivan is more than enough. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Well, thanks for doing this uh, podcast with me, guys. It was yeah. Really... Thanks for having us. It was it was yeah. actually really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun to talk, dude. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to add about the trip at all? No, I mean we could talk your ear off probably all day. Right. And we're not going to do that. So. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think it's just, I think it's such an awesome story. And I think it's so awesome that you guys did that. Like I could, I could listen to it all day long. I feel like some people, especially if you grew, if you grew up in the US, there's always this desire to go visit another country. And when it's the way I always looked at it, it's like, it's almost like there's 50 different countries you can just drive to here because there's such different regions in the US. 
I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, because when we went on this trip initially, we were all, we, you know, we were like, should we do Europe? Should we do right. this? Should we do that? And then we realized like, you know, like I've been to a lot of places in America, but like, there's just so much shit here. And like, there is, if, even yeah. if you just take the state of California, like the amount oh my God, of yeah. stuff that you can go and see and do and experience, like, and you could do it for your whole life. Like just the amount of stuff that's in just this country is really yeah. insane. And yeah, I do have plans to do it everywhere else, but I think I kind of wanted to like explore my own backyard before. Totally. I mean, cause you could, you could go every single state has at least like one cool landmark you can go see. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. We were like trying at to least. find states that didn't. Yeah. We were like, Oh, like what is there to see in like fucking Missouri or like whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there, there's tons of shit, you know, totally. like, there's shit everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's so, there's so much to do and so much to see. And when you can just hop in a car and be there, yeah. relatively quickly like it's totally. just so tempting plus you can it's not like you're visiting another country and you can only stay so long i mean you could technically be there as long as you want you know what i mean yeah totally yeah. and yeah we you know it was very like on the it was up on the board for like hey maybe we'll just stop in like you know san francisco and mm-hmm. find some jobs and yeah. live there like yeah that's totally doable it's not like you have a visa and you have to be out in a certain amount of time or anything wasn't it okay i don't know if i remember this right when i met you guys in san diego wasn't it you guys' plan to like drive up north and work on a farm for a couple weeks am i not remembering that right yeah well we were just kind of we wanted ideas for like how to make money along the way yeah when we kind of searched that was kind of like honestly it was in the top five things to do like everywhere especially in california because there are places that you can just kind of pull into and you know we read a lot of other people doing what we were doing and they were definitely stopping at farms and working for two weeks and they were like letting them camp on the campgrounds and huh. they weren't get, getting paid a lot but it was enough for like gas from place to place right because not like you got to pay rent there exactly yeah yep. yeah that was actually going to be one of the things i was going to i wanted i was going to mention about mm-hmm. if you're going to do this today getting a solid plan for making some sort of income while you're out yeah. on the road is really going to help as well um, we, I do, that was something that we talked about doing and we really didn't do at all. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, we definitely we were like, yeah, got, we money along the way, but I think we just kind of got so into the like summer vacation situation. Right. Yeah. Like, get, getting a job, even just for a week, like seems terrible. <laughs> yeah. That totally makes to play, sense. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have spent but so much can, time saving up so much money. Like, honestly, I would, my suggestion would be save up more money than you think you need because right. having, like, not having to have to stop and get some shit mm-hmm. job at a grocery store or a farm or whatever, like, is so much more fun. Like, having, yeah. I saved, I had 10 grand when we left and, like, that, you know, it got me a long way, but it definitely didn't get me, like, as far as I wanted. Yeah. Um, so, so well, yeah, the more money you can save up and, the, like, the better, the more conservative you can be with it. Like, you can just, you know, if you can find the right balance, you can do it for a really long time and you can drive to places year round that are comfortable and you can, you can get away with doing it for a really long time. What what would you what would have been more ideal? Like would have been better to have like fifteen grand, twenty grand? Like what what do you wish you would have had? Like looking back on it, uh, I mean, realistically, the more the better. Yeah. But I mean, I think I think it's really just about how you utilize it mm-hmm. more than like, you know, if you can just like eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like for lunch every day, like you can save a shit ton of money rather than like people are always like, oh, I'll stop at McDonald's and it's really cheap. And it's like, it's not, it, you know, it adds up every day. It's it does, not that yeah. cheap, really. Did you guys have so, like a little stove that you brought with you? Like, was there, were you yeah, able to cook yeah. in the Yeah, we had our camping stoves okay. and all that stuff. So like, we definitely had all the means to like be cooking for ourselves more. That was also probably something we should have definitely done more was just kind of like tough it out and 
Right. You know, but when you're just like so excited and you're like walking down Mission Beach, you're like, fuck yeah, let's get some fish tacos. And it's like, you know, experiences like that you don't want to miss either. But right. Like, you know, I think just like skipping like the McDonald's when you're on a long drive. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, let's just stop and get McDonald's. And it's like, fuck that. Like eat a bagel with like some fucking cheese on it and mm-hmm. get going. Like, totally. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But no, like 10 grand is definitely plenty. Like you can mm-hmm. go out and have a fucking ball, especially if you are like really conservative with your money. But yeah, I mean, if you can have more and I mean, it just depends too. If you want to stay in a lot of hotels, how comfortable you want to be. And oh. you'd be surprised how comfortable like you, you become used to being like what you would consider mm-hmm. uncomfortable now. Right. After like a month of sleeping in a van is like, you know, could be like a glorious treat. Sure. Yeah. It just becomes normal. Well, good to talk to you guys. I will be in touch, okay? Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks All so right. much. See you guys. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks, bye. Later, man. Hey, guys. So that was my interview with Sean and Addison. I hope you had as good of a time listening to their stories as I did. I, I, I could listen to more road trip stories all day long. If you want to listen to other episodes of Modern Life Podcast, you can find us on virtually every podcast platform, Stitcher, Google, iTunes, you name it. And you can also find us on our website, Modern Life Pod. where we have all the episodes uh, categorized by what we're talking about, books, video games, etc. Really easy to find the topic you're looking for. You can also email us if you have any suggestions for things you want us to talk about, or if you have any feedback for the podcast. Our email is modernlifepod at gmail.com, and you can also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at modernlifepod. Again, thanks for listening to the episode, and we'll catch you guys soon. (laughs) 